It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Live from the Bloomberg Interactive Burger Studios, this is Bloomberg Daybreak for Monday, October 17th, 2022. Coming up this hour. The new UK Chancellor starts laying out plans to unwind tax cuts. A defiant Xi Jinping tells the world China is ready to stand its ground. Earnings continue with Bank of America reporting this morning. And Goldman shakes up its leadership ranks. More potential legal trouble for former President Trump. Plus, Ukraine's capital was under missile attack from Russia today. I'm Michael Barr. More ahead. I'm John Stanshaw in sports. The Yankees stayed alive with a win in Cleveland. The decisive game five is tonight. The wins continue for the Jets and Giants. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak. On Bloomberg 1130 New York. Bloomberg 991 Washington, D.C. Bloomberg 1061 Boston. Bloomberg 960 San Francisco. Sirius XM 119. And around the world on BloombergRadio.com and via the Bloomberg Business App. And good morning. I'm Karen Moscow. I'm Nathan Hager. Bloomberg Daybreak is brought to you by BNY Mellon's Pershing. Learn why the world's most sophisticated wealth management and institutional firms rely on Pershing to help them improve profitability, create efficiency, attract talent, and manage risk at Pershing.com. And U.S. futures are higher this morning. 601 on Wall Street. And we check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P futures up 41 points. Dow futures up 282. And NASDAQ futures up 136. And the 10-year Treasury up 1730 seconds. Yield 3.94%. The yield on the two-year, 4.44%. Nathan. Karen, we begin in Europe. The pound and U.K. bonds have been rallying on expectations more of Prime Minister Liz Truss's package of unfunded tax cuts may be reversed. Newly appointed Chancellor Jeremy Hunt makes a statement later this hour. We get more from Bloomberg's Lizzie Burden in London. It does seem like Jeremy Hunt is piece by piece turning trustonomics into Sunaconomics. He's expected to bring forward more fiscal U-turns in order to calm the market. This is really trustonomics being sold to parts in exchange for market stability. Bloomberg's Lizzie Burden says after Hunt's address this morning, he'll make remarks to the House of Commons. In Asia, Nathan, it's all about China this morning. President Xi Jinping said he's staying the course as the country faces what he calls dangerous storms and growing challenges from the U.S. In an almost two-hour speech to open the Communist Party Congress, Xi said China will pursue development while ensuring national security. We have worked with firm resolve to safeguard national security, fend it off, and defuse the major risks and ensure social stability. We have devoted great energy to modernizing our national defense. 
President Xi Jinping, speaking through an interpreter, also pledged Beijing will prevail in its tech battle with the U.S. over computer chips. Now back here in the U.S., Karen, futures are rising to start the week. It follows another sell-off on Friday when the S&P 500 dropped 2.4 percent. Emily Rowland is co-chief investment strategist at John Hancock Investment Management. It's tough to say we're in a recession now with unemployment, you know, near a 50-year low, but we're probably going there. And frankly, some parts of the market are pricing that in. You know, we're down over 25% in equity markets. That's more than two-thirds of the way there as far as your average bear market. But bonds just aren't pricing it in. John Hancock's Emily Rowland says inflation's been enemy number one for the markets. But, Nathan, we could see a rally in stocks. As according to Morgan Stanley longtime equity bear Mike Wilson, he says stocks are ripe for a short-term rally in the absence of earnings capitulation or an official recession. Wilson says a 25% slump in the S&P 500 this year has left it testing a serious floor of support at its 200-week moving average. He's not ruling out the S&P 500 rising above 4,100 points. That would be about a 16% gain from current levels. Inflation and interest. Interest rates are still the main focus for U.S. markets. Karen, St. Louis Fed President Jim Bullard's leaving open the possibility the central bank raises interest rates by 75 basis points at each of its next two meetings. At the same time, he says it's premature to make that call. Whether the committee would want to pull some proposed or thought of policy rate increases from 2023 into the December meeting, I think that's a judgment that's it's premature to make. St. Louis Fed President Jim Bullard made the comments at IMF and World Bank meetings over the weekend. Well, earnings are also front and center this morning, Nathan. We get results from Bank of America shortly, and here with a preview is Bloomberg's Jeff Bellinger. Analysts say it is unlikely B of A sidestepped the industry-wide drop in investment banking revenue, but there is uncertainty over just how much the company's profit margins on loans were boosted by the Fed's aggressive series of interest rate hikes. Bloomberg Intelligence says Bank of America likely benefited from CEO Brian Moynihan's strategy of pursuing responsible organic gains, loss provisions are seen as the biggest factor for next year. Jeff Bellinger, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Jeff, thanks, and we'll talk earnings with Bank of America CEO Brian Moynihan later this afternoon. Catch that interview at 2.30 p.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg Radio and Television. Well, meantime, Karen, looks like a shakeup's coming to Goldman Sachs. We're getting word of a third major reorganization in just four years under CEO David Solomon. Bloomberg's Lisa Mateo reports. Sources say the Wall Street giant plans to once again combine its expanded asset management and private wealth business into one unit. Goldman will also fuse its investment banking and trading operations under one group, and the money-losing consumer unit will be broken up. The moves mark a reversal for Salman, who had forged ahead with plans to separate the asset management and wealth business two years ago, despite skepticism within the bank. He was also reluctant to combine investment banking and trading into one group, as the firm looked to talk up other fee-based businesses to win over shareholders. Most visibly, he's disbanding the direct-to-consumer efforts, cutting short the retail banking dreams that he had spelled out in his early days as CEO. Lisa Mateo, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Lisa, thank you. Well, it's not just banks that are looking at restructuring this morning. We could see a reshuffle in geopolitics as well. There's where the White House is giving its security relationship with Saudi Arabia a second look. And we get the story from Bloomberg's Ed Baxter. The two have been bumping heads over a number of issues over the past few years. The latest, the decrease in oil production. So now White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan says things have to move, but with caution. This is a relationship that got built over decades on a bipartisan basis, and so the president isn't going to act precipitously. 
He's going to act methodically, strategically. And have time to meet with members of Congress. In San Francisco, I'm Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Daybreak. Thanks, Ed. S&P futures now up 42 points. Dow futures up 302. NASDAQ futures are higher by 142 points. And the 10-year Treasury is up 18.30 seconds, yield 3.94%. Local headlines and a check of sports up next. This is Bloomberg. 607 on Wall Street, 57 degrees in Central Park. Got a crash northbound Connecticut Turnpike exit 14. Details coming up in traffic. First, Michael Barr with more on what's going on in New York and around the world. Michael. Thank you very much, Nathan. There's more potential legal trouble for former President Donald Trump. The SEC and federal prosecutors in New York are said to be investigating whistleblower claims by a co-founder that Trump media violated federal securities law. The Trump media says that the whistleblower's account is rife with knowingly false and defamatory statements and other concocted psychodramas. Meanwhile, the Trump organization is about to stand trial for tax evasion. The attorney general in New York has accused the company of fraud. Explosive latent suicide drones have struck Ukraine's capital as families were preparing to start their week. The blast echoed across Kiev, sending people scurrying to shelters. Kiev's mayor says the strikes damaged several apartment blocks. Mayor Vitaly Klitschko says today's strike was a terror attack. Russians, they destroyed our country. They destroyed our hometown. They, they killed civilians right now. Mayor Klitschko says the Russians need Ukraine without Ukrainians, and that's why they killed civilian people. A suspect in a North California serial killing spree that claimed the lives of six men will be arraigned tomorrow. Police say tips from residents in Stockton and Oakland where the men were murdered helped them identify the suspect. Police arrested 43-year-old Wesley Brownlee in Stockton as he was reportedly driving around at night looking for another victim. Could we one day have a vaccine for cancer? Dr. Aslam Teresi, one half of the German team looking on a cancer vaccine, says she is cautiously optimistic. As scientists, we are always hesitant to say we will have a cure for cancer. We have a number of breakthroughs and we will continue to work on them. Still, she tells the BBC progress is being made every day. Every step, every, every patient we treat in our cancer trials uh, helps us to find out more Dr. Teresi adds a cancer vaccine could be available by the end of the decade. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr, and this is Bloomberg. Nathan. Thank you, Michael. 6.09 on Wall Street. Time for the Bloomberg Sports Update. Here's John Stashauer. All right, Nathan. Yankees right back in Cleveland the night after blowing a two-run ninth inning lead for the first time in their postseason history. And again, they led by two. Bottom of the ninth, no issues this time. A 4-2 to two game four victory of the Guardians. Ties the series at two. Sets the stage for a decisive game five tonight at the stadium. Yankee heroes, certainly Garrett Cole, pitched like an ace with seven strong innings. And Harrison Bader... Continues to hit home runs like Aaron Judge. His third and four games. Yankee fans wondered why Clay Holmes didn't pitch Saturday. He did pitch the eighth inning last night. Wandy Peralta pitched the ninth. Winner tonight plays Houston in the ALCS. Third straight week where both the Jets and Giants won. The Jets with an upset win. They've yet to be favored in a game this season. But three big second-half plays carried them at Green Bay. A Braxton Berrios 20-yard TD run. A block punt was returned for a score. Then the Jets put the game away. Back Wilson takes the snap. Counter handoff. Up the middle goes three side. He's at the 30. At the 25-20. Right side, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown! 
A little counter inside handoff to Brees Hall, who finds some Jet fans in the crowd and does a Jet Lambo leap. 98-70 ESPN. Not only a Lambo leap, but later Sauce Gardner was wearing a cheese head after they beat the Packers 27-10. Jets are 4-2. and Giants are 5-1. and Another big comeback at MetLife. They trailed Baltimore by 10. Just over six minutes left. Down the stretch, two touchdowns, two forced turnovers. The Giants beat the Ravens 24 to 20. NFC East showdown last night. Philadelphia went to 6 and 0, beat Dallas 26 to 17. John Stash Allen, Bloomberg Sports, Nathan. Thank you, John. Red headlines crossing the Bloomberg Terminal. UK Chancellor of the Exchequer, Jeremy Hunt, releasing a statement reversing more of Prime Minister Liz Truss's economic policies, scrapping a plan to cut income taxes indefinitely, and shortening a universal energy support plan until April of next year. We're going to get reaction next as we parse the details of this statement. Bloomberg Opinion columnist Marcus Ashworth will join us in the minutes ahead as we watch futures continue to rise on Wall Street. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg 1130 weather, mostly cloudy. Chance for a few showers today. Highs in the upper 60s. Mid-50s tomorrow and Wednesday under mostly sunny skies. Right now, 57 in Central Park. Markets, headlines, and breaking news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business app, and at Bloomberg Quick Take. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow, and futures are higher with S&P futures at 47 points, Dow futures at 330, NASDAQ futures at 159, the DAX in Germany is up eight-tenths of a percent, 10-year Treasury up 21 30 seconds, yield 3.93%, and the yield on the two-year, 4.42%. NYMEX crude oil is up four-tenths percent, or 34 cents, at $85.95 a barrel. COMEX gold is up nine-tenths percent, or $14.40, at 16.63.20 an ounce. The euro, 0.9762 against the dollar. British pound, 1.1305. And the yen, 148.64. And Bitcoin is up a tenth of a percent at $19,350. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world. Michael. Karen, thank you very much. Ukraine's capital was under missile attack from Russia with so-called suicide drones this morning. Several loud explosions rocked Kiev. Russian strikes over the past week have hit infrastructure, including power facilities. A late poll shows control of the House is likely to flip to Republicans with Election Day more than three weeks away. A CBS News YouGov polling projection would give Republicans a 224 to 211 advantage in the House over Democrats. In baseball, the deciding game five is tonight between the Yankees and the Guardians in their ALDS. Yesterday, New York survived beating Cleveland 4-2 in game four. In the NFL, the Giants beat the Ravens 24-20. The Jets beat the Packers 27-10. The Patriots won. The 49ers lost. Global News, 24 hours a day, on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr, and this is Bloomberg. Nathan. Thanks, Michael. It's 619 on Wall Street, live from the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studios. This is Bloomberg Daybreak, and we're waiting for comments from the new Chancellor of the Exchequer in the U.K., Jeremy Hunt. But he has released a statement on his plans to get his country's finances in order. It's not just putting the brakes on. Prime Minister Liz Truss's unfunded tax cuts, but it's a major reversal here. Let's get more now from Bloomberg Opinion columnist Marcus Ashworth as we uh, parse through 
what the uh, new chancellor is going to say. And we know, Marcus, that income tax cuts are going to be shelved indefinitely. And it looks like a a universal energy support program is going to get cut off a lot sooner than Prime Minister Truss wanted. This is a, a torching of the prime minister's fiscal plan. <laughs> well, um, we have an expression in the UK called a reverse ferret. Um, and essentially, this is, uh, yeah, a complete unwind. U-turn probably doesn't even give it full justice. It's, it's a scrapping of the entire vision that uh, had been laid out throughout the uh, leadership campaign and indeed in the first few uh, weeks of office uh, for Liz Truss. It, it leaves her, you know, look, there's no justification in theory for her to remain in power. Um, but uh, other than stability in the sense that no one wants uh, a leadership election and yet another prime minister after four uh, finance ministers in the, in the last four months. Um, but, you know, some of this makes quite a bit of sense. Uh, a lot of criticism had come uh, from various sources that the UK's energy price capping plan was too comprehensive and not targeted sufficiently towards the most needy and the sense it was a blanket um, uh, program. Well, that, that, that'll carry on for this winter. Um, bear in mind, gas prices have dropped quite sharply. So some of the numbers that have been thrown around rather wildly from some think tanks and various different media sources uh, have proved to be perhaps too apocalyptic. But nonetheless, um, clearly the government con- couldn't uh, really justify putting a, a, a such a, a huge blanket over all, all energy costs. And it wasn't necessarily very good uh, you know, a sense of for planet uh, either. Um, we need to encourage people to, to reduce their consumption of energy as well as, uh, than just the cost of it. So uh, that makes some sense. That, that that's we're basically about halfway, I would say, in and getting to the level where we think um, the Office for Budget Responsibility wants to see the, uh, the balance of the books. Maybe a little bit over halfway, if we include the corporate tax uh, hikes in back up to 25%, and some of the stuff like. Fiddling around with one pence off income tax was never going to get anyone anywhere. So I think they just accepted reality. But, you know, as far as the UK is concerned, this is, uh, you know, we're back to where we were mm. under Rishi Sunak, um, perhaps with a slightly more uh, comprehensive and, and, and fundable uh, budget. Halfway there, is that enough to give confidence to uh, investors in the UK? No, um, because the political situation is clearly very febrile and will remain so um, and, until either there's an election or, or indeed uh, Liz Trust goes. But, I mean, uh, the point here is, is that um, at least the new chancellor has, has, has laid out his uh, you know, plans quite clearly, very quickly. He's brought things forward. Um, and, and full respect will be given to the Office for Budget Responsibility. But, you know, there is one inevitable thing about this. You know, th- there is going to be a recession in the U.K., uh, there's a risk premium on top of, of UK government borrowing, which has got to be eradicated. Inflation's got to be controlled. Those two things can only mean that the economy will go into recession. To, to, to solve both those, those important things, getting rid of that risk premium, extra cost of borrowing, and getting grip on inflation will mean that the economy will turn down. And that's because there will be less government spending, there will be less tax cuts, uh, and in, in some senses, you know, that, that will hopefully could bring guilt yields back under control, uh, maybe enable inflation to turn down quicker and faster, which could mean that the interest rates will not have to rise quite as high as they might want, might have to do. But they are still going to be rising on November 3rd, probably by 75 basis points, possibly 100 basis points. That's the day after the Fed moves by a similar amount. So, you know, there's, there is more pain to come in the UK, um, but at least there's some, some light 
possibly at the end of the tunnel. Only 30 seconds left here, Marcus. How much pain is ahead for Liz Truss? Oh, maximum. I mean, you know, if she survives this, uh, then it will be only because uh, her, her party just do not want a, a change right, right now, uh, and they'll prepare to see it through to the election, where, whereby almost certainly she will lose power anyway. It's the question of whether or not they will prepare to uh, go through another, another leadership change. It's quick, and they replace her with someone like Rishi Sunak, and it can be done very swiftly, and I think it will still happen. Thanks, Marcus. Good having you on with us as we wait those comments from Jeremy Hunt. But again, the statement has come out. Tax cuts shelved indefinitely on the income tax side, reversing plans to slash dividend tax rates and scrap alcohol duties. And a universal energy support is going to expire in April, much sooner than expected. Uh, that is the plan from Jeremy Hunt. He says it'll raise 32 billion pounds going forward here. And uh, looking at the pound this morning, it's been strengthening ahead of these expected changes uh, from the chancellor. British pound now trading at 1.1293 against the dollar. Futures moving higher, more than 1% across the board, in fact. You're listening to Bloomberg Daybreak. Bloomberg 1130 weather, mostly cloudy today. Chance for a few showers with highs in the upper 60s. It'll turn mostly sunny and cooler tomorrow, mid-50s tomorrow and Wednesday. Right now, 57 degrees in Central Park. Broadcasting live from the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studio in New York. Bloomberg 1130 to Washington, D.C. Bloomberg 991 to Boston. Bloomberg 1061 to San Francisco. Bloomberg 960 to the country. Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Business App and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. on Wall Street. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moss. Yeah, we're just about three hours away from the open of U.S. trading. Time for the five things that you need to know to start your day. Brought to you by Interactive Brokers. IBKR Event Trader offers a new way to trade futures. Use event contracts to trade your opinion on yes or no questions in key CME futures markets. Learn more at eventtrader.interactivebrokers.com. Up first, the pound in U.K. bonds are rallying. That's after new U.K. Chancellor Jeremy Hunt announced plans to scrap tax cuts indefinitely. He's making a U-turn on Prime Minister Liz Truss's economic agenda. Although the Prime Minister and I are both committed to cutting corporation tax, on Friday she listened to concerns about the mini-budget and confirmed we will not proceed with the cut to corporation tax announced. And Chancellor Hunt will also speak to the House of Commons later today. Well, meantime in Asia, Karen, President Xi Jinping says China is staying the course as it faces growing challenges from the U.S. At the Communist Party Congress, Xi touted his economic and COVID policies and addressed Taiwan independence. We have resolutely fought against separatism and counter-interference, demonstrating our resolve and ability to safeguard China's sovereignty and territorial integrity and to oppose Taiwan independence. President Xi Jinping, speaking through an interpreter, also pledged Beijing will prevail in its tech battle with the U.S. over computer chips. Well, on Wall Street, Nathan, U.S. futures are bouncing back from Friday's sell-off. Fed policy remains in focus. St. Louis President, uh, St. Louis Fed President Jim Bullard says a 75 basis point hike at each of the next two meetings is possible, and that forward guidance will be critical for limiting volatility. We've got the repricing dynamic going on. We are asking all of you to um, take into account the higher rates that have to come, take into account that we're going to have to get inflation down in the U.S., and get that repricing to occur in as orderly a fashion as possible.
St. Louis Fed President Jim Bullard made the comments over the weekend at the annual meeting of the IMF and World Bank. On the earnings front, Karen Bank of America reports this morning. Stick with us later today. We'll speak with Bank of America CEO Brian Moynihan at 2.30 p.m. Wall Street time. You can hear the full conversation on Bloomberg Radio and TV. And an organizational shakeup is coming to Goldman Sachs, Nathan. The bank's expected to combine its asset management and private wealth business into one unit. It will also fuse its investment banking and trading operations. That's the five things that you need to know to start your day. Brought to you by Interactive Brokers. Futures are higher this morning. Straight ahead, your latest local headlines, plus a check of sports. And this is Bloomberg. Thanks, Karen. 633 on Wall Street, 56 degrees now in Central Park. Still got that crash northbound Connecticut Turnpike exit 14. Michael Barr's here with more on what's going on in New York and around the world. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Nathan. More potential legal trouble for Donald Trump. It said the SEC and federal prosecutors in New York are investigating whistleblower claims. Federal regulators are poring over a complaint by a former executive at Truth Social's parent company alleging Trump Media and Technology Group violated securities laws. Truth Social was meant to be a post-presidency business opportunity and a way for the former president to get back on social media. The head of the Ukrainian president's office says Kiev was struck by Russia with Iranian drones. Mayor Vitaly Klitschko condemns today's strikes. It's terror attack. It's here in historical center. Leave unguilty civilians. In the last few weeks, Russia has been attacking critical civilian infrastructure, power supplies, and electricity transmission lines. Ambassador of Ukraine to the U.S., Oksana Markarova. 235 days, uh, no limits and no moral restrictions from, from Russian aggressor. So we should be prepared for everything. And it's actually relevant by, at this point what he says, because this uh, partial mobilization has been a big failure. Ambassador Markarova spoke on CBS's Face the Nation, which can be heard Sundays on Bloomberg. It is debate night in Georgia in the gubernatorial race. Incumbent Republican Brian Kemp will debate Democratic challenger Stacey Abrams and Libertarian Shane Hazel. A new poll shows 71% of voters on both sides think the future of the country is at stake when they vote in November's midterm elections. That's according to a new poll from the Associated Press and ORC Center for Public Affairs Research. As we head into Thanksgiving and winter, health officials are warning of another COVID surge. Dr. John Brownstein. What we know is this virus continues to evolve and develops mutations that are selected for because they can get around immunity, immunity either through infection or immunity through the vaccines. We just don't know the extent at which these subvariants will be able to get around. Dr. Brownstein spoke to ABC. Good news for the hearing impaired starting today. Over-the-counter hearing aids are being made available on store shelves for the first time ever. Health officials say they will help 80% of Americans who've avoided getting help for their condition. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg, Nathan. Thanks, Michael. 
Channel 636 on Wall Street. John Stashauer has a Bloomberg Sports Update. All right, Nathan, Yankees and Guardians play game five tonight at the stadium. Winner goes to Houston, loser goes home. Jameson Tyone will start for the Yankees. He lost game two of this series in relief, but as a starter, Tyone led the Yanks in wins this season. They may use Nestor Cortez in relief, and the Guardians are going with a pretty much bullpen game. Yanks stayed alive with a 4-2 win in game four in Cleveland. Garrett Cole went seven innings, and Harrison Bader hit his third home run in four games. Two-run shot, and Bader then looked ahead to tonight. There's a game being played. We feel as though we're in the driver's seat. Um, and that's how we remain dangerous. Um, I don't think we wanted any other way to return back to the Bronx. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're just excited about the energy that we got moving forward. And, listen, tomorrow's a new day. We're just going to go out there and play our play our best baseball. That's all there is to it. And Boone shook up his lineup a bit last night, played Oswaldo Cabrera at shortstop. Boone said he'll do that again tonight. The Giants, 4-13 and last year, 5-1 and this season. Third time where they've come back from a double-digit deficit. They trailed Baltimore by 10 with just over six minutes left. Rallied to win 24 to 20. Daniel Jones, two TD passes. Saquon Barkley scored the game winner set up by the Giants. First interception of the season. They sealed the win, forcing a Lamar Jackson fumble at the next four games for the Giants. Very winnable. The Jets are four and two. They've also won three in a row. A 27 to 10 upset win at Green Bay. So the Packers last two weeks with losses to the two New York teams and the Jets are three and oh on the road. The big AFC game won by Buffalo scoring with a minute left to avenge last year's playoff loss at Kansas City. The NFC East showdown last night won by still unbeaten Philadelphia 26 to 17 over Dallas. John Stashauer, Bloomberg Sports. Nathan? All right, John, thank you. It is 637 on Wall Street. Time to take a look at stocks. Some of the names moving in the pre-market. Bloomberg Radio and TV Markets correspondent Kree Gupta is back with us this morning. And, of course, right now the focus is on the big U-turn in the U.K. But in China, President Xi Jinping is staying the course, Creedy. Right. The Party Congress, I believe their 20th annual Party Congress, President Xi reiterating economic development is the party's top priority in his speech. This is so important because this is actually going to forge the way for him to potentially be uh, or forge his third term, an unprecedented um, kind of thing to do in, in China at the moment. What that's doing to stocks uh, broadly in, in China and those ADRs that are reflected here is they're boosting them. David, uh, or excuse me, Nathan, excuse me, it's China, David Weston. Nathan, uh, Alibaba is going to be our proxy here. BABA is your ticker up about 2%. Pinduo Duo, another online company, up about 2.8%. The ticker is PDD. And, of course, JD.com. JD is your ticker up 3.7%. This is so important because this is coming at a time when you have, in the United States, a lot of manufacturing being encouraged to bring brought back online. Nathan, we've talked so much about the chip sector. Um, China doing the same thing, trying to kind of create a cushion for some of the slowdown that they're seeing in their property sector as well as their manufacturing sector, not to mention their export sector. So right now, it kind of seems like this morning, if you are uh, bullish on President Xi, you are bullish on some mm. of these names. Yeah, we've been talking, of course, about the uh, possibility of another restructure at Goldman Sachs, but there's also potential restructuring happening in big media. There absolutely is. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, Fox Corps and News Corps said on Friday they were exploring options to recombine. Now, of course, we know that they were for a while all part of one company. Analysts suggesting a deal is unlikely to solve a valuation problem in terms of liquidity, especially right now uh, when there are a lot of mergers and acquisitions happening, a lot of money in the air. Nevertheless, those shares are moving quite a bit in the pre-market. Foxcore, for example, FOXA is your ticker. It's down 2.7% in the pre-market. News Corps, on the other hand, NWSA, Nathan, up about four-tenths of 1%. And we've got some uh, analyst recommendations to go through as well. 
We absolutely do. We got to talk about PPG Industries, up only about two tens of one percent this morning. But KeyBank Capital Markets initiating coverage of the stock. They called an overweight recommendation, saying there's probably going to be a sharp decline of costs in the first half of 2023. Nathan, it's only a couple of months away. It kind of blows my mind a little bit. <laughs> and they're saying it's going to help offset some of that cyclical volume pressure. Whether or not that continues throughout the rest of the sector uh, is, is a key question. But for now, lifting the shares to the tune about two tenths of one percent. As always, thanks for doing this. Bloomberg Radio TV Markets correspondent Kriti Gupta keeping an eye on the individual movers in this pre-market. As for stocks as a whole, they are headed higher. S&P futures up 40 points. Dow futures up 284. NASDAQ futures higher by 137 points. Bank of America up one and a quarter percent ahead of earnings. We're going to have those numbers for you shortly. As Bloomberg Daybreak continues, you're listening to Bloomberg Radio. Bloomberg 1130 weather, mostly cloudy chance for a few showers. Highs in the upper 60s today, mostly sunny, cooler tomorrow, mid-50s. And we'll keep it there Wednesday as well. 56 is the current temperature in Central Park. Markets, headlines, and breaking news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business App, and at Bloomberg Quick Take. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. The pound rallying UK bonds surging as more of Prime Minister Liz Truss's unfunded tax cuts were reversed. Stocks are rising with investors preparing for a number of key earnings reports this week. And those include Bank of America. Those earnings crossing the Bloomberg will have full details in just a moment. And uh, we check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg with S&P futures up 40 points. Dow futures up 281 and NASDAQ futures up 139. The DAX in Germany up six-tenths of a percent. Ten-year treasury up 16.30 seconds, yield 3.95 percent. Yield on the two-year, 4.45 percent. NYMEX crude oil is up four-tenths percent or 38 cents at $85.99 a barrel. COMEX gold is up three-quarters of a percent or $12.20 at 16.61. Ten an ounce. The Euro, 0.9750 against the dollar. British pound now at 1.1265 and the yen 148.85. And Bitcoin is up two tenths of a percent at $19,350. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world. Michael. Karen, thank you very much. There are more Russian attacks on Ukraine's capital. Officials say Kiev was hit this morning by a wave of kamikaze drones damaging residential buildings and killing at least one person. In Iran, a deadly fire and gunfire erupted inside Tehran's notorious Evan prison over the weekend. Four people died from smoke inhalation, according to officials, and more than 60 injured. The compound is holding hundreds of anti-government protesters arrested in Iran. In baseball, the deciding game five is tonight between the Yankees and the Guardians in their ALDS. Yesterday, New York survived, beating Cleveland 4-2 in game four. In the NFL, the Giants beat the Ravens 24-20. The Jets won. The Patriots won. And the 49ers lost. Global News, 24 hours a day, on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take. Powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts from more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barb. This is Bloomberg, Nathan. Thanks, Michael. It's 649 on Wall Street, live from the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studios. This is Bloomberg Daybreak, and we are continuing to watch earnings from Bank of America across the Bloomberg Terminal. And here with us to help us break them down is Allison Williams, Senior Analyst for Global Investment Banks at Bloomberg Intelligence. Allison, good morning. Some of the headlines we've seen uh, do indicate that 
looks like beats all around when it comes to trading, fixed income, and net interest income. It does. And so I I would say that these are sort of in line with the higher expectations that we had seen set last week. Net interest income is something that I think investors were looking for some upside, and uh, the numbers look very strong from Bank of America. So what else are you looking at in terms of that upside and the outlook going forward? So we'll probably hear a little bit more on the outlook on the on the earnings call. Um, but, you know, the strength of the consumer is something that the bank has highlighted. The provision, which gives us an insight into how the bank is looking at credit costs for next year, came in only slightly um, higher than expected. Um, they did have some reserve bill, but that was very moderate. And, again, that would be consistent with comments from Brian Moynihan that, he expects that um, or he referenced his research group's um, uh, expectation that the recession, if it comes, will be shallow. Yeah, we got a quote from the CEO, Brian Moynihan, saying strong organic client growth across businesses helped to drive revenue up by 8 percent. Is that in line with expectations, a little above or below? What's what's the read? It looks like it's better. I mean, as I said, the, the net interest income, I think, is is really um, where we're seeing the strength. I haven't seen the, the loan growth numbers uh, yet, um, but certainly the, the overall numbers signal that this is healthy. Um, fixed income trading is another area that we're watching for the banks this quarter that came in above estimates. Um, equity trading weaker, which is something uh, – again, sort of in line with expectations, and they talked about a lot of weakness in Asia, which is something that we're hearing um, across the U.S. banks. Yeah, we're watching the shares climb uh, on the earnings up 2.7% in the pre-market. We're going to be hearing a lot more this afternoon from Bank of America CEO Brian Moynihan. He's going to be joining Bloomberg Radio and Television 2.30 p.m. Wall Street time, so you'll definitely want to uh, check back in for that conversation. Allison Williams of Bloomberg Intelligence, thanks for being here to help us break down some of these uh, earnings as the headlines continue to cross the terminal. Karen. Hi, Nathan. It is 6.51 on Wall Street, and we turn to news and science and technology now with the Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. It is brought to you by New Jersey Institute of Technology. NJIT makes transferring easy. Leverage your associate's degree into a STEM-focused bachelor's. Learn more at njit.edu slash transfer. Now, here's what's making news in science, technology, engineering, and math. The iPhone manufacturing hub of Zhengzhou locked down one of its most most populated districts to tame a virus flare-up. Almost one million residents of Zhongwan District were ordered to stay at home starting today, except for when they need to undergo COVID testing and non-essential businesses have been shut. iPhone maker Foxconn Technology Group's plants are not located in the district that's been locked down. Mercedes-Benz is broadening its battery-powered lineup with a sport utility vehicle that will take on Tesla's Model Y in another step toward the automaker's goal to go all-electric by by the end of the decade. It's the fourth model to use Mercedes' dedicated EV platform. And French scientists say ancient Mars may have had an environmental capability of harboring an underground world teeming with microscopic organisms. The researchers concluded... But if they existed, these simplified life forms would have altered the atmosphere so profoundly that they triggered a Martian ice age and snuffed themselves out. 
The study can be found in the journal Nature Astronomy. That's the Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. Nathan. All right, Karen, thanks. 653 on Wall Street now. Time to check what's going on in D.C., where some of the top stories include the Biden administration defending its economic policies, even with inflation at a new high. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg was on CBS's Face the Nation. He says the president's approach has strengthened the labor market. If we hadn't rescued the economy through the American Rescue Plan, we would not have had the 10 million jobs that were created under this president. We wouldn't be seeing some of the lowest unemployment numbers in the history of the republic. And Council of Economic Advisors Chair Cecilia Rouse told CNN the Fed's higher interest rates are starting to beat back inflation. But on NBC's Meet the Press, progressive Senator Bernie Sanders said the Fed is hurting the economy. It is wrong to be saying that the way we're going to deal with inflation is by lowering wages and increasing unemployment. That is not what we should be doing. Also making news, the House January 6th committee signaling it will enforce its subpoena of former President Donald Trump. Republican Adam Kinzinger was on ABC's this week. We made a decision, and in front of the American people, not behind closed doors, to begin that process of subpoenaing the former president. He's required by law to come in, and he can ramble and push back all he wants. That's the requirement for congressional subpoena to come in. This week, Meet the Press and Face the Nation can all be heard every Sunday right here on Bloomberg Radio. For more, we are joined by Wendy Schiller, director of the Taubman Center for American Politics and Policy at Brown University. Professor, it's great to have you back with us this morning. So here we are, a little more than three weeks away from the midterms and a very difficult economic message for Democrats. I wonder what you make of it. Well, Nathan, it's exactly the way you should think about it, which is messaging. Uh, the Republicans are typically more unified, more coherent and they, uh, on messaging, particularly for midterm elections. And in this case, the Democrats, because they had struggled so much to get their program enacted, I mean, it took a while, they succeeded. But all those struggles sort of just cloud messaging opportunity. And Democrats are a more diverse group, and they're running across the country. And, and Newt Gingrich sort of really perfected the national campaign for the Republican Party. you got to be on on board one message, and they've been messaging on inflation for nearly two years now. Uh, the rest of the economy, I mean, compared to those who are older, you know, these interest rates even are nothing compared to what they were, you know, in the worst possible cases of high interest rates. And unemployment was 10% in uh, February of 2010, February 29, 2009. Point is, if you have a memory, you realize things are not really all that bad right now. But uh, the Republicans have been absolutely terrific at their messaging, and the Democrats have been pretty bad. But the the other thing is all politics is local. Tip O'Neill, former Speaker of the House from Massachusetts. It's a, it's a very important thing. The Democrats have gone with an abortion national message. That's going to play in states that are at risk of losing abortion rights. Uh, but in those states that have them, securely blue states, that's not going to help you. We have that circumstance in Rhode Island. Uh, we have a, a race that's probably going to go to the Republican because abortion is protected in Rhode Island. So the choices for national issues the Democrats have made have been, it could be, the wrong choices. And they haven't been successful in their message on the economy with, you know, a very low unemployment rate. The last thing I'll say is that workers, you talk to anybody, business people, they can't find workers. They can't find people who will work and stay. And that's the whole question mark. If you have a full employment situation, but you're still struggling to get uh, workers, you're going to vote Republican in November. Only 30 seconds left here, Wendy. Where does this leave the parties with just three weeks to go until this midterm election? Well, Republicans are on a roll. They're going to do what they're going to do. And the key thing I've looked at is in, in these really detailed polls, people between the ages of 45 and 65 are leaning heavily Republican. That happens to be the bubble of people who vote the most the most in midterm elections. So I think that's a real warning sign for Democrats. 
Hope we get more time next time. Thank you for this, Wendy. Great having you on with us, uh, as always. Wendy Schiller is director of the Taubman Center for American Politics and Policy at Brown University. Looking ahead to the market open this morning, we've got a rally going to start off a week that is going to be very heavily dominated by earnings. Uh, lots of companies reporting across uh, different sectors. Right now, S&P futures are up 44 points. Dow futures up 305. NASDAQ futures higher by 155 points. Ten-year treasuries up 1630 seconds, yield 3.95%. Bank of America shares continue to rally following positive earnings on that score. Bank of America shares up 2.9% in the pre-market. For Karen Moscow, I'm Nathan Hager. This is Bloomberg. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com enterprise data to learn more.